One common pain point I hear from women nonprofit executive directors has to do with their boards. They feel their board of directors don't produce, they fail to show up, or they provide limited support. And when I ask my coaching clients to describe their ideal work world without fail, they mention having a board of directors which are active, engaged ambassadors for their agency. Getting your board effectively engaged takes intentional strategy, work, and patience. Lack of clarity of just what they should be doing and how governance and oversight translates into concrete action results in boards delving too deeply into areas they really don't have under their purview, while not addressing issues which sit squarely in their court. Today's episode will focus on your nonprofit board committees and things you can do as an ED to get those committees focused with a clear work plan and accountable for delivering to your organization. You can read the full transcript at relishyourroll.com slash 11. And if you find this episode useful, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to Relish Your Role Podcast, a free resource for women nonprofit EDs created by me, Dr. Nancy Fournier. After many years of running a nonprofit and consulting, I realized effective leadership is directly tied to the health of the ED's various work relationships. And that's why this podcast will focus on how women nonprofit leaders can gain mastery to manage up, down, and across their agencies for maximum impact. It's time to find your authentic voice and lead with confidence. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Let's just admit that our boards of directors do not always live up to our expectations. There are as many reasons for board dysfunction as there are different boards, but there are some common themes in the reasons why they often feel like just another work task with little to show for your effort. A primary contributor to board dysfunction is they often don't really understand what they're supposed to do. Yes, they know they're supposed to help you raise money, but if they're more content experts and don't have access to capital, either personally or in their friend group, they don't know how to contribute. Some think they should help you decide the programming of your agency, and they don't see any other way to be involved. A few may have a sense that they have a governance role and should be approving contracts and signing leases, but they may not have the expertise needed. To get your board to be effective ambassadors for your agency, they need to be trained to understand their role and given concrete examples in the context of your agency. Now, I spoke in detail about the need for this type of training in my very first podcast episode, and you can listen or read the transcript at relishyourroll.com slash episode one. A board well-trained in their role is a necessary foundational building block, and it's your responsibility as an ED to make sure they receive training as well as refresher sessions on the attributes of high-functioning boards but you also have a responsibility to help them develop a structure to get their board work done. A proven structure is having focused board committees. Committees help develop specific expertise and they increase the efficiency of the full board meeting as issues have already been vetted by a smaller informed group. And when things are working well, a committee will bring to the full board a summary of the work they've done with recommendations for board action rather than rehashing an issue with a full group which may not be well-versed in the details. Board committees groom leaders. They allow for deeper relationships to grow between members. 
and committees give members a chance to gain expertise in a specific area, which increases their level of commitment to your agency. So how do you get your committees to be high performing? Well, there are four elements. You need a curated committee membership. There's got to be a strong committee chair. You need clear committee goals, and all committees should provide an opportunity for its members to contribute. Now, spoiler alert, these elements should also be present in your full board. But let's break down each one. In terms of curating membership, as with your full board, you want committees peopled with a diversity of backgrounds, viewpoints, and expertise. Whatever the focus of the committee is, there needs to be members who have knowledge about that area or are interested in learning about it. All too often, board members are placed on committees because they, quote, need people. Asking members to serve on a committee should be made in consideration of their background, skills, and interest. And it's also wise to look at the personality of the committee. You don't want to have all strong personalities in one committee. You want a balance of introverts and extroverts. And in curating the committee, make sure there's at least one member who's demonstrated their commitment to soliciting and including everyone's opinion. As the ED, you have to huddle with your board chair and have honest conversations about committee membership. And then you need a strong chair. A strong committee chair is not a bully or a blowhard. A strong chair makes sure everyone understands the task before them, prepares clear agendas, keeps meetings on track, communicates often with their members, solicits everyone's input, and sets a tone of mutual accountability. They are skilled, focused diplomats and competent pilots who make sure everyone knows their destination. Then you need clear goals, and this is perhaps the most important element. Every committee should have clearly articulated annual goals, what they need to produce and when they need to produce it. At the beginning of the year, the committee should develop their work plan, and this plan should identify the things that need to get done and when things need to get done and the steps to getting there and who needs to be involved. Committees are effective when they're clear about their charge and take the time to discuss what they need to fulfill their responsibilities. And then it's important that there's an opportunity for everyone to contribute. All members of a committee need a tangible role to play. They should not just passively listen to a staff or other members talk at them. A chair should make sure everyone has something specific to do and report back on that activity. People feel connected when they can contribute. Both the full board and committees have to build in ways that everyone around the table has something specific to do. It builds pride and commitment and it can't be overlooked. And you can't be passive as the executive director. You are responsible for helping both your board and committee chairs identify, nurture, and make sure these four elements are present. It does take a lot of time and one-on-one conversations and problem solving to do so. Now, next week, we can delve further into the types of conversations you need to have with your chairs to foster active and engaged members. And I know you can do it, and I am here to help. So listen, if you like this episode, I want you to think about one person in your life who would also benefit from hearing it. Please share it with them. I appreciate you spreading the word and sharing this episode. I know it's going to help other nonprofit EDs in their work. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for listening today. I know the job you have is hard and appreciate the work you do every day. I help women nonprofit EDs manage their work relationships and lead with their authentic voice. 
Learn more about me and my services at relishyourrole.com. And if you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other nonprofit leaders. The more support we receive, the greater our impact. Till next time.